0: First, let's address something that a lot of people have been questioning. When is the province going to start random testing for the population to find out if we have COVID-19? Because testing, although it's getting better... It's been pretty questionable as to who can be tested for COVID-19 and who isn't tested. Dr. Colin Furness is an infection control epidemiologist and professor at the School of Public Health at the University of Toronto, and he has been uh, kind enough to come on the program. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Good morning. So what's the goal of random testing for COVID-19?
1: Well, we know that there's a certain number of cases out there, right? Lots of people have contracted COVID-19. But when we, when we have cases, when we do testing, all we know is the result of our testing strategy. In other words, there's a lot of people out there, we think, who have it, maybe a mild case, and who we haven't, haven't actually recorded. So we don't know what the actual incidence rate is in the population, and which, which really limits how well we can understand how this disease spreads and, and how to control it.
0: But because of testing or lack of testing in the past, the recent past, we really our numbers could be off. They would still be off with this random testing because you don't know how many people have previously had COVID-19. If we're testing uh, with the test that allows you to know that you are positive, because if you're positive now uh, or if you come back as not positive with a particular test that's not a serology test, it doesn't mean that you weren't positive with COVID at one time
1: you are absolutely correct uh, what we should have been doing <clears throat> and what i've been begging for us to do um, is random testing on a weekly or bi-weekly basis and that should have started in february uh, and that would have told us the story over time what is the background infection rate in the population we should still be doing it covid19 is not going away anytime soon so we could still start now and do that kind of random sample testing every week or every other week so that we can see is this actually going away is it getting worse and also Also regionally, where is COVID and and, and where is it not?
0: You brought up where. Where do you start with the selection process on who is tested randomly? How, How do you begin to do that?
1: Well, there's there's a lot of statistical technique around that, and it gets pretty technical pretty quickly. But the the general idea is what's called a stratified sample, where you say we need a certain number of people who are northern, who are southern, in Ontario, who are male, who are female, who are old, who are young. So you 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 essentially have, make a list of all the different kinds of slices of the population that you need, and then you pull names out of a hat and you assign them uh, a proverbial hat, and then you assign them to that list until you've actually made until you've actually made all that up. So you you have broad pl- deliberately broad representation and your random sampling within that and and statistically that's a very accurate way of of getting a picture of of what it looks like across the province
0: so then do we get a call from public health do we get an email How, how do you contact people
1: um, phoning would make sense. Yes. Right. Um, emails, hard, a lot harder to know who you're dealing with, 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 with email. So phoning people based on, on residents or even just showing up and knocking at the door, I suppose would be, would be another way of doing it. It's not easy. We're not set up to do that. We don't have easy mm-hmm. infrastructure, but we've had a few months of COVID and COVID preparation to get used to the idea. So I, I would, I would like to see it happen, even though you are quite right. It logistically would not be easy.
0: Doctor, you've been saying that you've been asking for this, begging for this, I believe you said, for weeks. So what took so long? What got in the way? Why are we just starting now? Was it the labs that were overwhelmed? Was it the fact that we couldn't get the uh, component needed for testing?
1: I think um, it is it is all of those things sort of one at a time. So it started with the fact that obviously Ontario had not planned for being able to ramp up testing. So we didn't have a plan in order to do that. That's difficult because you need to find lab space and, and techs and, yes, reagents and then swabs. So those have been solved one of the time. And the last bottleneck we're at now, which is the hardest, is availability of public health nurses to do the testing. So it, that becomes a really critical human resources problem. And I, I've been waiting to hear that we're going to be doing some serious hiring and crash course training. And I haven't heard that yet. And that's, that's disquieting to me because that's, a, that's the hardest problem to solve. You can't, you can't bulk buy nurses.
0: Right. Do we say to these nurses, uh, "You're going to be going door to door," or would this be a tent situation that would be set up in the parking lot of, let's say, a Canadian Tire locally, or a drive-through situation? Have we worked out the logistics?
1: No, I don't think any of those logistics have been worked out. If you want to do random sampling, you can't just set up in a parking lot. Uh, well, you <laughs> you can. It would it would bias your sample a little bit. Ideally, you want to pick names like you do for jury duty. You know, you right have a hat, you go there, you, you test them. And that may be quite laborious in a way, but but that idea of random sampling meaning that everyone has an equal chance of being picked. Not because they happen to live near a Canadian Tire, for example, or, or some other parking lot. So well, that, that becomes really important if you want to get an accurate picture.
0: Well the reason why I bring up a parking lot and Canadian Tire was just the first store to come to mind and they always have big parking lots is the fact that it would be easier to tell them you have to be at this point at this particular time in order to you get your test then it'd be driving all over to try and test people at their houses no
1: i suppose that would be a way to do it maybe a combination maybe maybe asking people which would be which would be better yeah
0: mm-hmm. so there's as i mentioned before there's a possibility that if you test people you could be testing people that had covid and the swab will not show a positive result uh, but they could actually already have the antibodies possibly be immune Would we see a day or do you see anywhere in the near future when we'd be doing random serology tests and would that be wise?
1: I hope so. So the idea behind serology is it's looking for antibodies and antibodies are a sign that your body has fought the infection, that you have been exposed. People can have antibodies during an active infection and a different kind after. So it's a it's a complicated uh, scenario to try and test for those. We don't have scalable, reliable tests for that yet. I think that's coming. I think we should look forward to that. And it's essential not only for tracking, but also to better understand how immunity works with COVID. We are really bl- Blind in terms of understanding what the longer-term immunity looks like. And that's vital for us to learn.
0: You know, one of the big stories this week involved um, a Spartan Bioscience. And they they were on the show when they were approved by Health Canada and the government started ordering their COVID-19 tests, which deal with the swab, very similar to a lab. And they, have, they can get results within 30 uh, minutes. It's a field test. And we heard earlier on that... Uh, they found some faults, so Health Canada stopped everything, but the halt on that. They've got to go back to the drawing board. We're finding out now that they hope that they can be up and running again, uh, and have all the uh, problems worked out by summer. The problem apparently was with the swab that it wasn't long enough. It was actually a throat swab. It wasn't an up the nose swab. Todd, can you talk about as an epidemiologist? why a throat swab wouldn't be good enough, why you need to get up that nose to make sure that you get a positive and a proper positive result when it comes to COVID-19.
1: I'm not certain because that's a, it's a very much of a microbiology and, and immunology question. Um, you, you, the, the virus is tricky. It, it comes into your upper respiratory tract and then it finds its way down into your lungs. So presumably at different stages of infection, the virus would be more or less present higher up and lower down. And I can only imagine that folks who are doing swabbing have developed sort of some, some expertise there. I certainly hope they have by swabbing in different ways. But every test has... Two possible mistakes it can make it can say that you 're sick when you 're not or and it can say that you 're not sick when you are they're, they're both they 're both problematic when when Spartan was approved the very day that happened, I looked for the test data um, because every test should should report that what is its accuracy in, on both kinds of mistakes and i couldn 't find that data, and I thought, oh hmm. <laughs> this is we should not be approving Tests without publishing the data. I think that was a judgment mistake. That was a huge judgment mistake by Health Canada. I would call that a rookie mistake. You can't approve a test without that data. So I'm dismayed and disappointed, but I guess not astonished that yeah, sure enough, um, approving without that data turned out to be a mistake. And and I, I hope Spartan's able to come back uh, and and do it, be able to deliver a test that that can yeah that can that can diagnose people in 30 minutes. That that would be fantastic. That we could deploy that at airports. That would be that would be a game changer.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what they were hoping for. And probably the rush to uh, get approved, you know, would have those high hopes in mind. I mean, A, it's great for business. And B, it's great for the health of of population globally. Uh, Dr. Furness, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today.
1: My pleasure. Have a great day.